take no prisoner style show that isn't afraid to piss off anyone on either side of the issues. Reasonably speaking, of course. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, everybody. Glenn and I are really excited today to have the wonderful James Aspie join us. For those of you who don't know who James is, which is crazy, uh, he hails from Australia. He is clearly one of the foremost advocates for animal rights today, travels the world uh, for the cause, uh, which luckily actually is what brings him here today with us. He's won the Vegan Innovator of the Year Award. He's won the Vegan of the Year Award. Um, and really, you know, one of the things that strikes me, I never can get over is, is one of the things that you did, is a monumental effort to me. Uh, in today's world of non-communication, you took a one-year vow of silence to raise awareness for animals, to promote peace over violence, and that to me still is one of the most striking things that anyone's ever done, let alone in this kind of world now where information is non-stop. So this is James Aspie. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, brother. I appreciate the kind words. No, it's, it's, uh, we appreciate the work that you do. So first off, let's, let's just talk about Tell viewers a little bit about your personal jo journey from meat eater to vegan to vegan activist because it's a fucking amazing story. Cool, all right. Well, I never cared about animals my whole life. I always believed that they weren't intelligent enough to care about their own lives. So it never made sense for me to care about theirs. And I believed that way up till I was about 26 years old. And at that time, I was working on a cruise ship. I had suffered from cancer when I was 17 and that journey of suffering inspired me to become a personal trainer to help others feel healthy, feel better. And on this cruise ship, while I was working as a personal trainer, I met somebody who told me that eating animals was bad karma. So I checked out some, you know, can I do this just for, maybe there's some sort of positive benefit for my health, you know, whether it's mental health or spiritual health or physical health, maybe it's worth exploring. This is a really wise person who told me that. And I tried being vegetarian for a week and I felt amazing and I actually really enjoyed the food, which shocked me. And then, because I was, I was a huge eat, meat eater. I was eating meat every meal my whole life, you know. I, I barely ever go a meal without meat. And feeling so good made me want to learn more. And I started reading books and watching documentaries about the health benefits of cutting animal products from your diet. And you know, not only can you be healthy, but you can live so much healthier and reduce your chances of so many diseases. That all shocked me, because I always thought you needed meat for protein, you need dairy for calcium, you need eggs for omegas. Yeah, yeah and I just never believed it was possible to be healthy otherwise. But I still was not at all about the animals until I watched Earthlings, which is that documentary that basically just shows what happens inside factory farms and slaughterhouses and you know, lots of other different um, arenas where animals are abused by humans. And that's where I asked myself the question with a new understanding that if we don't need to kill and eat animals to survive and thrive, what is our justification for doing so? And when I realized there's no moral justification, the best justifications we've got are taste, habit, convenience, and tradition, then I decided, well, I am not the, the kind of person who is going to willingly participate in the violence and suffering of so many others. Even though I don't really care about animals, you know, even really like them that much, I'm not a violent person. I'm not a killer. I don't want throats being slit because of me. I don't want babies being taken from mothers because of me. I don't want animals being caged. I'm not saying sunlight because of me. 
I'll just eat something else. And that's not a hard thing for me to do. And especially now when we've got vegan versions of all the same things. But anyway, I wasn't even on the vegan train yet. I was just like, all right, I'm vegetarian for health, but most importantly, I'm vegetarian for the animals. And then, you know, I was preaching, telling everybody all the health benefits. That's mainly my angle at the time. Then I decided, you know, I went, I went and did a 10-day Vipassana meditation course. And during that 10 days of meditating, which is also 10 days of silence, I had an idea to do a vow of silence for a year. And I, I needed something. <laughs> big fucking leap. You know Ten what days I was doing? <laughs> fucking a year, man. I know, I know. It was a big leap. <laughs> Impressive. Well, it was, it just was, at first it was just a crazy idea that I didn't know if I'd actually do. I was just like, oh, that could be a cool thing to do. You know, maybe I could raise awareness or something. And then I was thinking, well, what do I care about? You know, I was asking people, what's an important cause? And I realized, you know, maybe this thing that I've just learned about, what's going on with the animals, this seems pretty big. You know, I keep telling people about it. You know, all these animal lovers that are against animal cruelty and they're not changing. And I'm like, but I change and I don't even really care about animals. Do you know how much violence is in that? you know, in all these products. And that's, you know, I decided I'd do it for the animals. They're voiceless, I'll be voiceless kind of thing. And then I learned more and more about the dairy and egg industry and realized I can't do this vow of science and do something for the animals when it's, it's gonna be so hypocritical. You know, you can't just stop eating meat if you're against animal cruelty because there's as much cruelty in dairy and eggs and leather and wool and silk and everything. So I was like, shit, I'm gonna have to take it up a notch here and be one of them extremist vegans I keep hearing so much about. <laughs> and I really didn't want to do that because I thought, like, how did this happen? I don't even really like animals and now I'm thinking about being a vegan. You know, what, what has happened on this journey? But I took it on. It was really actually got to a point where it was the only thing that made sense. How can I say I'm against animal cruelty? How can I tell people to go vegetarian for ethical reasons when I'm still paying for animals to be abused and killed in at least as bad ways as what happens in the meat industry. So it doesn't make sense to be against some animal cruelty and not others. It doesn't make sense to be against cruelty to certain animals and not others. It doesn't make sense to have a stance against violence towards our own species or maybe dogs, but then just draw the line there and say it's okay to harm and kill pigs, cows, chickens, fish, and all the others. And so I went vegan and I I did my vow of silence. I traveled around Australia for a year. I didn't speak. I wrote a blog almost every day. I cycled 5,000 kilometers from Darwin to Sydney when my van broke down just to show that you can be a healthy, strong, fit vegan. Since then, I've been traveling the world, giving free speeches. I've given hundreds now. I'm not really sure how many. And um, I've been tattooed for 24 hours straight to raise awareness for animals and raise some money for them for a few different, uh, a few different charities. And yeah, man, I've just, I've just been smashing it out, just doing these speeches, reaching as many people as possible, posting online almost every day, and yeah, just trying to get content to go viral so as many people as possible can get the message and, you know, have, have their kind of the myths busted and, you know, help people realize that animals do matter, pigs matter as much as cows matter as much as dogs matter as much as all of us. Our lives matter, their lives matter, we're all animals and we should extend our circle of compassion to embrace all beings and we should also realize that we can live a much healthier life, more environmentally sustainable life when we're all doing this, this easy switch that so many of us has already made and that so many more are making every single day thanks to 
more convenient options being out there, more education being out there, and more conversation around this topic. Fuck yeah. Okay, there's so much to fucking unpack in that answer. And I know Glenn's chopping at the bit, but a couple of things I want to say right off the bat, I, it, I'm, it strikes me as really, really interesting and powerful that a lot of your motivation was logic, which I find so striking, and, and, I, and I relate to that so much. Uh, this, this podcast is called Two Reasonable Vegans because emphasis on the reason. And one of the things that Glenn and I strive to do is to continue to push out the facts because they bear in our favor. But it's interesting to hear an animal activist, an animal rights activist, a vegan, someone who has the commitment level to do a year, which I couldn't do fucking an hour yeah. of silence, and, and, and all the things that you've done. But it was based on the fact that even if you weren't, you weren't necessarily the greatest animal lover, but the logic bears out. You can't fucking ignore the, 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 just the logic of it. I wasn't even close to an animal lover. I wasn't even an animal liker. I didn't want to be around dogs that were sniffing me and like smelly and hairy, getting hair all over my clothes. Like I didn't want to be around animals. Even when I went, yeah. <laughs> I go to houses like that all the time these days because I've changed. But that's one of the coolest things that happened when I went vegan. Like even, um, oh, I didn't really tell that story actually. I kind of, I kind of, didn't explain when I actually went vegan. I sort of missed that important part. I went vegan the day I started my vow of silence. That's when I was like, from now on, that's it. I was trying a little bit before, and then I made a vow to myself, two vows that day. Actually, I made three vows that day. One vow was to do my year-long vow of silence. Another vow, I was struggling with an eating disorder prior to this, and that was bulimia. So I vowed never to binge and purge again, which I also stuck to. There's been not one relapse, and that was a really tough challenge I went through. And the third one was to never deliberately consume animal products again. So that was the day, the same day, the Vow Science is the day I went vegan. Now even, even long into that journey, I was not even close to an animal lover. I was just starting to like them a little bit. But it was, it was all for the rational reasons, man. It was just like, well, they are suffering. I don't want to contribute to suffering. You know, it had nothing to do with being an overly emotional, animal-loving person. And I would say that I've only become an animal lover in the last 12 months, probably. Being around them more, getting to know them more, understanding who they are more, having more interesting experiences and, and really beautiful experiences. And that's one of the coolest things that I've found about going vegan is the way I view other people, you know, non-human people, the way I view them is so much richer and their lives have so much more value and so much more fascinating. And I look around, you know, in nature now and I see them all there, where before they were just there but I didn't really care or pay attention. And now I see them and I'm like, whoa, like there you are with your family, just going on a little search for some food or you're just chilling in the sun. You know, like I can relate to them so much more now. Do you think that's got anything to do with um Kind of the thing that struck me when you first started is that, that, that one line, uh, eating animals is bad karma. Um, and w what's kind of rattling around for me right now is, is uh, you, when you're eating animals and that karma's there, um, and then you stop, uh, it's hard to describe, but I think there's like, obviously the energy changes in you, so. around you, there's, there's, there's going to be more receptivity from animals and everything else I find. Because, um, you know, animals can, they know. I think that's totally <laughs> right? true. I think that's totally true. Um, for me, I could not feel for the animals while I was eating them. I didn't feel anything for them. I watched slaughterhouse footage before I watched earthlings, before I knew that you can be healthy without eating animals. And I felt n nothing, zero. And my brother showed it to me saying that 
if I watched it, I'd never want to eat animals again. And I was like, that is just, there's no way. And I watched it, I felt nothing. I'm like, see, I don't care. We have to do that for survival. And there's this really good Buddhist quote, the consumption of animal products extinguishes the seed of great compassion. So I feel like I had this shell, this like, this shell around this part of my heart or something that could feel for the animals. And over time, I've just sort of started cracking that shell to a point where now I'm, I'm becoming, a lot of people, I think, vegans as well, they become numb to the violence a little bit. Like, you know, I've been sh helping show this documentary around called Dominion, which is like the updated version of Earthlings. And it's really heavy. And I speak to people after and they're like, I actually, I didn't cry. I'm really shocked. I just felt nothing. And yeah, your body does things to protect you, I suppose. Right. If you felt how you right. really should feel for every one of those animals, you'd probably be collapsed on a heap in the floor. Totally. So I don't know exactly how it works or what happens, but I feel like I've, I've, as I've learned who they are more and become more, you know, have had more empathy for their situation and, and seen how much they are like me and therefore when I see them suffer, I just imagine that's me or someone I love. Right. And I really, I, I still don't get it fully because I've never had that experience. And to relate to so much suffering when you have only had a certain level yourself is a very hard, impossible maybe thing to do. And then also the numbers are impossible to relate to because we're talking about 8 billion murders of these sentient animals every single day, 8 billion. So it's like, well, we, your brain's not gonna figure out what the hell that number means, because yeah. it's just too big. It's so unfathomable. But still, the more, the more I'm in this, I'm going more the other way. Instead of becoming more numb, I'm becoming more feeling about it. And I, I hear stories about things that have happened to animals, bad things, or I watch the footage, or I'm out front of a slaughterhouse, and like, I'm really starting to feel it more in a, in a painful, uncomfortable way. And part of that is probably because I watched Dominion 10 times this new documentary in the first month when we were touring with it. I kept watching it just to get educated and I felt like they deserved that. You know, they're going through this constantly. Yeah. I don't know if it's, it's about 100,000, don't quote me because I, I definitely have it wrong, but it's 8 billion lives a day. So figure out how many that is per second. You know, and sometimes I'm just sitting across from people where eating food and I'm just thinking, 100,000, 100,000, 100,000. That's just like, un that's unbelievable. It's totally crazy. And so like I'm starting to, yeah, just, just feel more about that. And after watching, you know, Dominion so many times, it really, I don't know, like kind of traumatized me a bit and I was feeling really depressed. But I feel like there's also a good to that because, you know, even being a vegan activist and knowing what's going on, once I saw all the brutality, I'm like, cool, I'll stop participating in that. I'll fight against that and help others change. But I don't really need to see that anymore. Right. And we all, I think, shy away from it. But I think there also is a lot of power. And you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Some people shouldn't watch it because they're too sensitive. But there is also a lot of power in bearing witness to what they're going through because it reminds you and it, it lights your fire. And it's happening constantly to the vast majority, vast, vast majority of individuals on this planet. That's what this planet's all about. Slaughterhouses, planet slaughterhouse, basically. And you know, to not, to have only watched that for a couple of hours, maybe, in your entire life, and that's the biggest thing happening on this planet. I just feel like we need to see it more. And, and I, I spoke to an 80 year old guy the other day who'd never seen how his food was got on his plate. And I'm like, don't you think that's crazy that your whole life you've eaten these animals and you've never seen one of them die for your meal and every single one of them died for your meal? You've never seen that, that's crazy. So yeah, it's, it's had a benefit of becoming, you know, feeling more for them. It's, it's had a bitterness and a sweetness. 
the bitterness is obviously that it's uncomfortable and it's hard to be a positive, happy, shining example of a vegan and you want to be that to encourage everyone to come and join the party. But on the other hand, it's made me real, really feel like this is a holocaust, like the largest holocaust of innocent, vulnerable beings ever of all time, by far, doubt. like ridiculously more violence in this particular issue. And, and, the, and the root of it is just our discrimination on them because they look a little different, even though they have a heart and they have a brain and they have a family and they don't want to die clearly and they suffer and all these things. It's, it's just this little tweak that, oh, they've got feathers, so you know, slit their throats, they're fine, and they're cows, and they don't do exactly what we do, so you know, we can dominate them and, and forcibly impregnate them and steal babies from them and kill the boys because they don't produce milk. It's just a crazy mentality of might makes right and, and yeah. you know, just a strong form of discrimination. So anyway, feeling more about it um, is, has, now that I'm coming out of the depressed side of things, I'm feeling really glad that I did bear witness so much to that um, because I feel like it's, it's added to the, um, the conviction when I speak about it. Well, considering your journey from logic-based to, to being more open and vulnerable, it's just it, people so often come the other way. And your yeah. journey is so interesting because it's the polar opposite. Uh, and in some ways I relate to that because it was logic that got me started as well. But I find it so intriguing and I struggle to this day, Glenn and I talk about it because I was so proud and, and, and when Glenn went out and did his first bearing witness. And I, for the same reason as Glenn, have been just so scared and frightened to do it because I know I'll just break down, like I'll lose it. Yeah. You know, I, I cry commercials, let alone. <laughs> and, right, right. And, 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 it's, and I know, that, but I know that I have to do it as well for the same reason that you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I still find it just so interesting how you came across. To, your journey is just so interesting in that way to get there and now, and now open up. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, one, something that you spoke to though that I, I really wanted to dig into a little today is, is um, uh, and you see it a lot across the community, across the activism community especially, um, the, the heaviness of, of being, being awake and being aware um, and, and of going out there and of doing that work and doing that work in the, in the I mean, you know, we, we, this is the constant barrage, like most of, most of our families don't support us, most of our friends don't support us, you know, so we, there are these communities forming, there's, you know, that, that it's, it's, it's amazing what's going on, even in a city like London, that's a pretty conservative city, there's multiple save groups, there's multiple activist groups, they're all starting to work together, there's, there's six, seven, eight, nine vegan restaurants all of a sudden, like, it is happening, it's a right. moment, which is where you can find some of that grounding, but like, you know, what do you do? Like, you've spent five years of your life, like, as a, you know, I mean, leading at a level that, that is really unprecedented um, and, and just constantly giving of yourself uh, to, to push this further. And, and like, I can't think of, um, I can't think of harder work than that. And I can't think of, and, 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 and it's amazing how hard you push yourself while you're doing it to like not be comfortable to stay inside these lines but no no now I'm, I'm not comfortable what like, you know I watched I watched a video when you when you viewed Dominion the first time and and, and I watched you break down and, and it <laughs> like I broke down and I haven't seen it yet like the, the power of that for someone who already is so so on top of it and aware and coming from all of this this background and all of this work how do you keep grounded yourself how do you keep 
level and not absorb all this? Yeah. Um, well, I don't think it's the hardest job that I've got. Like, there's definitely harder ones, you know. Putting, I just, I just work with my strengths. My strengths are communicating and putting out relatable content and just like all in kind of thing. You know, I'm just pretty, pretty consistent um, with, with fighting for this. But you know, the guys who made Dominion and watched it for a thousand hours, carefully editing it and watching, you know, they could have made hundreds of documentaries out of all the footage they had. So like that for me would be a, uh, you know, like that for them, that was okay because, well, it wasn't okay, but they had numbed themselves a certain amount so that they could do that. Um, whereas I'm just working with my strength and we all are doing that, I think. So, so the only, I think, I think that's just probably why I'm able to keep doing it this way. Yeah. If it was something that, you know, if it was something that I wasn't as good at, that I was trying to do as consistently, then maybe wouldn't have as good results or, and burn out more. Right. And saying that I still burn out regularly because finding the balance. <laughs> yeah, totally. This is the thing. So like, you want, you know, you got to have balance. Logically, you have to. Um, but then you go to have your balance. You go to go surfing or you go to do something fun. And the whole time I'm just there like, cool, are you enjoying yourself? Because there's a Holocaust going on right now. So, so just enjoy yourself. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to enjoy myself right now? But how is that, I mean, that's a really interesting point because clearly you also get energized by it. Because if you're not suffering the burnout rates that one might suspect, uh, and, and maybe there is a certain level of numbing like the, uh, you referred to, the filmmakers of Dominion, I couldn't imagine yeah. having to watch that footage that much and not, you'd have to numb up. Yeah. How else would you fucking totally, do it, right? Totally. Like it'd be, it would kill you. Uh, otherwise, but for you to even be at the point now where after all this time, and as, as Glenn said, like five years of just nonstop, yeah. uh, the joke is like next month you'll take a vacation, but you, but you can't because something else comes up. To get energized by that, clearly, it, you must be getting energized yeah, on some 100%, level. 100%, like, 100%. That's, that's 100% true, no doubt. You've got to make a really good point. I think firstly, you know, it's, it's realizing that that is not serving those thoughts when you are supposed to be taking the necessary mandatory self-care downtime and you have these thoughts of, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. It's just like, you were just doing all that, a lot. That's why now it's okay to just chill. And, and you don't even, I don't personally don't even need that much downtime. Um, you know, like just a little bit here and there really goes a long way. Just a little bit of recharging goes, goes a really long way. Um, but what I also do is really focus on, I try to really fo remember to see the good, find the good, because it's, it's just a perspective thing of, um, you know, like, just, how do I say it? If we, are, if we notice that our mind is kind of making a negative out of a situation, you, there's always something good to find there. And you just, you just have to be deliberate in that action of first of all being aware how, how's my thoughts making me feel right now okay well, I'm feeling really negative and I'm I'm thinking that this is gonna suck and that that's gonna make me upset right. later or that I'm, I'm still thinking about that poor animal that I saw or something like that right. or the things aren't happening fast enough and I'm not doing enough and am I doing this right and like all this stuff um, you just got to be like well hang on and okay my mind's making me feel like shit right now so 
let's find some good. And you've got to actually sit there and it's the, it's the last thing you feel like doing. You kind of just want to wallow in all the bad things, but really you don't actually want to wallow. What you really want to do is just come out of that. And so you make the effort, okay, nah, I know I feel like shit right now, but I'm going to be deliberate in, you know, I'm going to take action to come out of this. And the action is to find and focus on the things you're grateful for and the things you love. And there's countless. You yeah. could spend all day doing that, and that's the practice, to be as consistent in doing that as possible so that the thoughts in your mind are empowering and energizing rather than dark and destructive. Yeah. And, Sorry. No, and I was, just gonna, I was just gonna respond to what you said. There's a huge amount of energy that comes from this because, you know, first of all, the job is, however you're doing it, however you're promoting the vegan message or, or justice in any form, it is such an important job. And we, most of us who are fighting for that realize what a big job it is and how important it is and, and how important it is that we fight for it. So there's that side where you just, every time you've said it or done it or whatever you've done, if you walk away and you just think, okay, maybe I didn't change everybody in that crowd, but if I change one person yeah. to make one change, it was worth it. Yeah. You know, like we went to that slaughterhouse vigil yesterday we were holding signs, barely any cars went past. We were hoping trucks full of animals would come in so we could take photos and videos. Not a single truck came. But then we rescued a turkey. Right. And so for 25 people standing in the hot sun for three hours was well and truly worth it in order to give this turkey who would have been killed in just a few months of life. Now she is going to be able to live until she's 10 years old. And That's a victory. It was a huge victory for, her, for that individual. If you consider if that was you in that situation, that is an incredibly large victory. And also I'm in a sort of, you know, a more unique situation where I get to hear from people constantly telling me how my work has inspired them to change. Right. And so reading that all day, every day makes, you know, I know that what I'm doing is working and having the exact impact that I want it to have. And so that keeps me going too, because so many times I felt like quitting, not quitting, but just like, is this, what is the point in this? You know, is this ever gonna get to where we want it to get to? Am I making yeah. a difference? You know, all this stuff. And then everyone's like, basically just saying, yes, you are, yes, yes, yes. Please keep going, please keep going. Yeah. So that's a unique, you know, a more unique position I'm in just being, um, being, you know, having people messaging me through social media. Well, at that level that you've, your advocacy has reached and your activism has reached now, you, you have a large community following you, and, and I'm sure they charge you as well, because clearly yeah, purpose exactly. is the energizer here, and, and you're, you're, you know, I'm really, I know Glenn has a question, but I'm just really interested in the whole idea of strategies to succeed, mm -hmm. and, you know, we were talking to, uh, on our last episode with Earthling Ed, and he talked about some of his strategies for changing people's minds, but you're really talking about strategies how to get through it all, where how yeah. you just re-mental focus. That obviously comes from some of your meditation background, totally uh, where you've I learned those about. skills, right? Because I think people out there who, are, who look up to you, who want to, be their, who want to continue to be activists, and they're going to suffer. They're going to be people that after a short period of time are going to get burnt out, or they're openly sensitive and it's, it's killing them to watch all this all the time. And I think showing these individuals or talking about strategies that they can implement that they might not know are available to them, is fucking helpful. Totally. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the biggest things I would say is adopt an attitude of gratitude. And then I would, I would also say that you got to know that whether you see change in somebody through a conversation or an action you've made, doesn't matter because on some level you have infiltrated their consciousness 
with a message of peace for all beings. You've all, you're always planting seeds and you don't know if they'll grow or how well they'll grow or if, you know, whatever, but that's not up to you. Our job is to plant the seeds and people will either make the changes or not. We can't force anybody to do anything, but I'll just say that, that no, whether you have a million followers online or whether you have a hundred followers online, if you put out some sort of message and 10 people see it or a million people see it, it doesn't really matter as long as you're doing what you can do at the level you can do it as the best as you can, you know, that's all anyone can ask of themselves. Right. And, and that is meaningful and makes a difference and you are making a difference and you are helping those around you or those who are, you know, come into contact with, with whatever contribution you make. And that all, it all adds up because it's not just on a few activists with large followings to make the change or a few big orgs, it's on every single one of us there's no army, there's no vegan army out there fighting for the animals. It's every vegan out there is part of the... Solution. Yes, and, and the solution <laughs> yeah. is not just to go vegan. The solution is to go vegan and help others do the same yeah. in whatever way you can. And, and know that no matter how you do it or how, you know, um, how you do it or how many people you influence, if you're doing your best at that, you know, if that's a priority in your life and you're really trying to, to use, u- utilize yourself in a way that will contribute, then that's good enough. And just, just keep trying to make it bigger and better as possible. Yeah, that, you know, like there's something really big in there for me that, and, and you know, I, I, it's, it's that constantly recognizing that it isn't a diet, that it is, that it's, there's, you know the, the 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 health benefits to being vegan are a are a side benefit to the real reason for for being vegan, and and I think there's a responsibility that goes with that. That I, it's taken me a while to like to for it to sort of settle and resonate. But there's a responsibility if you're going to be vegan to recognize that it's you have to be out. You have to do that work. You have to have those conversations. You have to plant those seeds constantly. And you're right, I love what you said about, you know, there's something I've always kind of tried to live my life by, a sort of circle of control, circle of influence. I can only control how I interact with the rest of the world and how I respond to how the rest of the world is going. If I try to influence control outside of that, then I'm going to go down, you know, I'll, I'll get depressed, I'll get frustrated, I'll get angry. But if I focus back in on, I, I can only plant the seed. I can't make you change. And that's, but I can plant the seed. And then I've done what I can do and yeah. I can let go of it. So those are two really important things. I, I, and I think that's so much value that, that uh, just from today to, to take from that for me anyway. Can I say one thing to what you just said? Actually, two things. One is that, you know, you said you have to go, to, if you're going to go vegan, you have to be an activist. And like, I agree in a way, but I also want people to know that you can just go vegan, of course, you know, and we don't want to make you think that if you go vegan, you also have to get out there and be vocal. Like, like that would be great. But of course, if, you know, just go vegan if that's all you feel like you can do. But being an activist doesn't necessarily mean, you know, or being an advocate doesn't necessarily mean you have to do anything that you're not comfortable with doing. It might just be as simple as letting your friend taste your vegan burger that is sitting next to you that looked curious about your vegan burger. That is good, a way of advocating or just, oh, I, I heard you've got, you know, diabetes, here is some information on how a plant-based diet can help you. Good luck, hope you feel better, you know? Um, just little things, you don't have to get on the streets and march and chant and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot yeah. of ways to do it. 
but you do it at whatever level you're comfortable with. And, some, and, and one of the things, like when I first met Glenn, we had many a conversation at, at his restaurant, and, and one of the things that struck me uh, and made me you know, uh, connect with him even further was you know, he was really proud of how, and he still is very proud of, speaking on your behalf, of course, here, uh, the restaurants where a large percentage of his customers weren't, aren't vegan. Totally. And to me, that was a huge level of advocacy mm, because he's bringing these people in who, who have decided that he made his idea, I'll make food so delicious, who gives a fuck if it's vegan? Yeah. And it's just fucking delicious. Yeah, yeah. And he, again, the majority of his customers, because it's London, it's a right wing, you know, conservative town. I'm going to say it, people might say, shit about it, but fuck off. It is a white right wing kind of conservative town. Yeah. So for him to have that kind of impact and have like 70% of it or whatever the number is of customers coming at are non-vegans on a regular basis, um, to me that's huge. That is huge. That's He's massive. had a huge impact in, in London, oh, right? No doubt. No doubt and I think that, that's really amazing. But I do want to touch on one thing about that too because one of the things I like about your website is you have the, the How to Go Vegan page. Now many How to Go Vegan pages or blogs or YouTube videos are usually diet related. Here's the steps you can do. But your step one is my favorite step one. Your step one is called motivation, but your motivation is a list of what is argu you know, arguably five to seven or whatever it is of the hardest fucking movies in the world to watch. Like they are, you know, there's Earthlings, there's, there's Dominion, there's a few others that are just, you know that this is this, to me, it's a logical first step. This is where you need to look at veganism. And I kind of want to ask is, did you set it up that way because you believe that unless people's motivation starts with compassion and, and, and the rights and the logic of the rights of non-human persons, um, that's going to be the way that they are going to make long-term change? Is that, was that a really sort of strategic, yes, this has to be the first step? I think in a way, yeah, it was, um, it was because if you're not motivated to make a change that seems like a really hard change to make, even though now once we've done it, we realize it's not, then you might not even take the first step. And I think I didn't actually just put the hard hitting documentaries. I did put some really graphic stuff for people to watch because I think that is possibly the biggest motivator for, a well, it is the biggest motivator for a lot of people, yeah. but also the biggest motivator for uh, another lot of people is the health benefits and the dangers of eating meat, dairy and eggs. And then another huge motivator for a lot of people, another group is the environmental destruction caused by animal agriculture. Yeah. Um, then I, there's also you know, the logical argument, which is why I put speeches on there and different documentaries that target that. So basically my first step, get motivated. I wanted to, to try to cover the entire argument in all as many facets as pro possible so that people were motivated for all different reasons, not just, oh, I heard it's healthier. It's like, well, it's healthier, it's better for the planet. It's the ethical choice for anybody who's against violence. You know, it feeds the world. Uh, instead of feeding just fa factory farmed animals, we can end world hunger numerous times if we needed to. Absolutely. You know, so I'm like, let's just give everyone all the motivation so that they have so many reasons to do this. If they start feeling a little bit you know, weak in, in continuing making vegan choices, they'll be able to turn to so many different reasons of why they're doing this. And so that's why the step one is to get motivated and get educated. And that's not a massive task, you know? That, yeah. there's, there's like four or five really, really powerful life-changing documentaries I'd recommend. You could watch one a week 
for, for a month or so. You know, that's all you'd have to do. Oh, that's all you'd have to do. Yeah, and you know, because I'm not saying, okay, watch all of these documentaries tonight, <laughs> like, which would still be cool. And you, you know, people <laughs> Here's do that. your blade to slice your wrist because yeah, totally, it'll fucking totally. kill you, right? Yeah, exactly. But what, you, what speaks to the, the importance of seeing it, which yeah. is what we're talking about with bearing witness, what we're talking about being whatever kind of activist you can be, it's, that's where the motivation will come from because, again, the science, the logic, it's all, you need to face the reality of it. It can't be just, it, 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 you can get started with health, but it's a bigger issue. The environment, which we haven't even talked about much today, is a huge impact for our planet. Our future is, is in jeopardy because if we don't change the factory farming practices at a m massive level, we're all in jeopardy beyond you know, some of the, the strides that we're making. Absolutely. There's so many important points. So, no, it's, I just found that to be a really interesting point. And again, it, it's, it's not surprising now that we've had this conversation about the way you, your mind thinks about yeah. the processes. I really enjoy that, that kind of aspect of it. Well, it was also because that, exactly, that's the way that I came across it. I didn't make any changes until I felt like I was, the changes I was going to make were going to be good. I didn't just make them. I made them based on, on educated decisions yeah. through watching those documentaries and reading these articles and, and learning. So, yeah, and I feel like anybody who does that, goes on that same path, will come to the same conclusion because there's no question about if it's healthy or if it's better for the planet or if it's better ethically, there's no question about it. So you have questions before you start getting educated and by the end, when all your questions have been answered, the path to take is, is never been more obvious in your life. Right. Which is like, you know, I was thinking about this over the last couple of days. Um, the theme for me is like information education right now. And like, like that's, that's the, that's the, the advocacy route that I think is the most important. Um, you know, and it's hard. I, you know, I, I've, I've, I stood out at a, at a cube last Friday night and it was the first time I'd been at a cube as well. And, um, and I watched, I watched some people engage, but I watched a lot of people really like get aggro to the conversation. And, and it really does like rise up my like, I'm gonna punch somebody, but um, <laughs> so I stayed out of that conversation. But, but, Good move. <laughs> but it, but but what I was what I was impressed with, um, and I think what I want to continue to sort of work my my practice now is to to remove that emotion yeah. and focus on the information and the education because yeah. that's where the change happens is you know and i think you know like asking the question and then stepping back and then letting people find that path on their own because again i can't force you to to hear me or to, to to hear the perspective but we could have a conversation if i take that different route and that that's been that's my that's definitely my work Great, yeah, it's a practice for all of us, man. Sure, man. You know, I only put up my good videos. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some conversations myself that haven't gone exactly ideally. Right. Because yeah. um, it's a passionate topic, and some people really are there just to, uh, you know, to be contrary. Yeah, and exactly. To agitate. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you know, but again, like you can still plant seeds with those people and, and walk away. Sometimes you feel like those people are, are, they're that, they put up that, that veneer and that wall so hard because you know, if they let it down, they know they'd change their mind. Well, and they just can't fucking face that because it just goes against, they don't want to. For whatever reason, they're like whatever all the billion fucking reasons are, uh, they just can't do it. I always find that people who put up the biggest wall are the ones that at the moment they let that down, you probably get them. And that's why they won't let you do it. 
Mm, yeah, yeah that, that is like the loudest, like, you know, it's like that line from Shakespeare, methinks the lady doth protest too much, right? Like, I think, I think ultimately that's okay. the, that's what's going, at least that's my sense, and I want to ask you if that's yours, is, is uh, the, those ones that are the most in your face, the most like mm, bacon and all that bullshit are the ones that, they're the closest, I think, often, but what's your take? I don't know, I think sometimes they're also often the furthest. Yeah. You know, because they they just, a lot of people really strongly just believe that vegans are wrong and that why they're animals are bred to be eaten and we're at the top of the food chain and, you know, fish don't feel pain, you know, or we need to to survive. Like, that's the thing about this, man. So many people think if they don't eat animals, they'll die. Right. They will not be okay. Like it's just crazy. It's crazy. And that's, it's, it's an amazing, you know, like, if you want to keep somebody in the cult, the best way to do it is to make them believe if they leave, they'll die. So that's what I feel like this kind of is. But that, and that speaks to another question I know that my producer also is really interested in your take on is, this goes to the messaging though. There's a reason why they believe that. Yeah. Is, and we've talked about this several times. They believe it because all the messaging they've ever heard throughout their school system, throughout, uh, through all commercials, through all advertising, through all media, is that this, through their doctors, through the fucking American and health yeah. food guides, that if they don't do it, they will die. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, the media side of it, like, that plays a huge role in totally. people believing that. Totally. How have you come across that? Like, What's your take on that media influence and how to battle that? I can't believe it's legal for them to lie like that. I, I, I don't understand how it can be so corrupt, you know, giving, giving kids cl uh, class one carcinogens, right? That, you know, these processed meats that they sell in schools that are as definite at causing cancer as cigarette smoking and asbestos. I mean, the WHO said it. I mean, it's not like it's hidden. Yeah, they, they, exactly. <laughs> it's right fucking there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's, <laughs> and, and that's just that's just one small part of it. You know, there's all the subsidies for the animal products. Oh. And, you know, on, on TV, for example, they show, uh, you know, a big burger and all these people being happy and looking healthy and this and that. And then the next one is a product for Lipitor, like for high blood pressure. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, got high blood pressure? Do you have heartburn? Do you have high cholesterol? Know, Take like, our drugs. It's fucking madness. Yeah, and it's it's like, the opposite of logic. And, and my, my mum's a good example. She's had high blood pressure her whole life, or you know, a long, a long part of her life. Um, it's in the family, as they say, which is what is in family is the diet, generally. Totally. Anyway, so she goes to a doctor, she gets on the high blood meds and this and that. And when I start learning about all this, I got mostly excited to learn about it so I could tell my mom. And I said, mom, like I've learned about this other way of dropping blood pressure and cholesterol and all these things. And I said, has your doctor ever asked you to maybe drink more water or do exercise or change your diet? And she's like, no, he just gave me the drugs. And you know, my mom now has yeah, come off a lot of her medication and lost a lot of weight and is feeling so much better and, you know, but her doctor is the one who could have said to her, because we go to them for our health, we don't go to them just because we feel like taking drugs. Right. We go, we, we are feeling like something is not okay here, what is our best course of action? And the best course of action isn't to take always, sometimes it is, but it's often there are other alternatives rather than taking harmful medications that totally. cause other side effects. Yeah. We could simply drink almond milk instead of cow's milk would be a massive start. Having beans instead of meat on our burritos would be another good start, you know? <laughs> and um, yeah, so I, I can't understand, understand how it's legal, 
you know, but, but there are certain things that are good. For example, it's illegal to classify eggs as healthy in any way in the USA. Which is, I don't think we have that here in Canada, that designation. So that's something. And, you know, I guess I hope that it will continue going in a direction that, that is truthful and honest. But yeah, at the moment, wow, how corrupt and, and you know, you just really cannot trust at all what you've been told because most people, myself included, have been told you will die if you don't eat meat, dairy, and eggs. And the truth is, if you eat those foods, you're likely to die potentially decades sooner. So Absolutely. it's a total, total opposite of what we've been told. Well, I think it, it comes out of, I mean, you know, as, as someone who's, who is in media, and you, you are too, right? So I think you, there is no such thing as a message that's out in the forefront that's not paid for. It doesn't exist anymore. So there, there is, you know, just, just today somebody posted something out of the Washington Post or something that said it's, it's not fat and animal products that cause uh, heart disease and cholesterol. It's it's uh, carbohydrates and, and like, and like that old chest. Jesus yeah, fucking, fucking like, I mean, so like, who's pushing that agenda it, through Facebook post get, to post? Well, you just yeah. keep so you just keep digging it. in, right? And that's right. why guys like you know Dr. Gregor. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to meet him, but he's such an amazing guy, and that's why his stuff is so amazing because he. He'll, he'll dig into like, well, that's, that's the report, but here, go backwards here, and it's one line from the report, and the actual report said this, they've cherry-picked a line, they've spun it around, or yeah. that report was brought to you by the American Cattle Association, or whatever, and then they're all paying for that shit to be put in front of right, us, right. and I think that's the thing is, you, know, you, have to, you have to be constantly vigilant about where that information is coming from. And the, the positive on that, you know, because maybe they're in some sort of damage control right now, I know that a lot of different situations like that have arise is that it brings up the conversation and you know what vegans are like if they see that bullshit they'll be all over that post and often it just it just bites them in the ass man it backfires for sure and especially with social media today is nobody can get away with saying anything almost like it's yeah. one thing for yeah, traditional advertising your billboards and your basic cable packages but that's not the way people consume information now so it's a lot easier but they're fighting just as hard out there right uh, they're fighting really hard well they're gonna fight really fucking hard like even just this afternoon this came up uh, Sky News out of New Zealand, bleeding vegan burger is an existential threat to the beef industry, warns a New Zealand MP. Fucking right it is, and that's fantastic, right? <laughs> that's the best news line I've seen in a long time. Right? right? That's a positive headline. Like, <laughs> right? Like, like they're, they're freaking out, and they're, they're giving us delivery of amazing news, and, and it, in the end, it'll be good for everybody, and I, and I that's think right. that that's no one, one of the... That's right, no one will lose in the end. Like, right? Like, overall, we're all going to be much happier. Yeah, and you know, this is one of the things, and this is kind of buzzing around, it's like really current topic, because there's a lot of controversy around this. So like, you know, A&W in Canada, just 950 uh, uh, across to yesterday released the Beyond Meat Burger. Yeah. Now, the thing about the Beyond Meat Burger that's really interesting is, so two things. The, the lead in is, yeah. is, is... Probably going for a heart attack more likely. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The, 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 uh, the lead in is that it isn't a full vegan burger. That's, that's the controversy is the mayo and the blah, 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 and they're cooking it on yeah. the same grill. The flip though, and we've talked about this, is 87% of the people eating the Beyond Meat Burger are not vegan or vegetarian. The A&W isn't doing it for us. There's not enough of us for A&W to, to, to work with Beyond Meat, create a special different size burger, 
release it across the entire country on the same day. They're wearing plant-based T-shirts. The staff in the in staff. the franchises. There's there's posters on the wall. It's interesting. There, it, it's a full wow. push. Whoa. It's not for us, and that's the, the like yeah. the, the beauty of that's that moment huge, is man. that's that's every one of those they sell. It doesn't fucking matter if vegans go. They don't care if vegans go to their restaurant. And I've kind of said that in the past too, jokingly, but also seriously. I didn't build my restaurant for vegans. I mm. built it for everybody else. Vegans are welcome, obviously, and I love them. But they're going to come anyway. But they're going to come anyway. I built it for all the other people to compete against 990 other restaurants in this city, not to compete against three vegan restaurants. There should be 100. There should be 300 vegan restaurants in this city. Yeah. And I think... That's the key here is that when, when a chain like that, and I know TGIF Fridays in the States has launched it as well, the Beyond Meat, Great. when those chains are doing it, they're doing it not for us, they're doing it for everybody else. And that to me leads to my question, which is like in your five year journey, like how, how exciting is it to kind of be at this moment now? Like, do you feel like there's, a, there's something really starting to happen? Totally, and I can't, you know, I can only, I mainly can get this perspective, not from my own, but from speaking to so many other advocates right. who've been doing this for decades longer than I have. And they would all, you know, all the ones that I spoke to agree that there was kind of just, you know, it was making some traction and things a little bit were happening, maybe sort of, not really. But in the last five years, and then even more so in the last two years, we've seen so many huge things happen. So many. In, in my country, Australia, in here, Canada, um, the USA, the UK, it's, it's really been a mainstreaming of the vegan message and also plant-based food. Yeah. Probably more so plant-based food and plant-based diet. And it is having massive a massive knock-on effect where it's becoming more normal and it's becoming more chill and more people are changing and more people are just, you know, the change doesn't have to be you went fully vegan overnight but you tried the plant-based burger at A&W and, and you realised it was delicious and that's a great start. And you didn't fucking go, you, you, it normalises it. That's yeah, the big thing, right? It, it makes it normal, it, you know, which is what we haven't been for so long, mm -hmm. is normal. We've been on the fringe, which we still are. Yeah. But this is that, that step forward, because people talk all the time, like, is this a positive step for, for veganism? Oh my God, how could anyone think it's not a positive step? Yeah. Right, it's well, a it, massively positive step, in my opinion. Absolutely. You know, for, to, to have this at, you know, like when they brought out the McVegan at McDonald's, I thought that was something I would never see in my life. Totally. And they only brought it out in Finland, but still. <laughs> but still. Well, the Finns are really fucking hip. Yeah, That's yeah. okay. The okay. Finns are fucking but, hip. But like, you're right. And I think, I think that is the key to this whole thing is, is like, again, in the last two to three years, uh, like we, we talked about it before we, we turned this on, like Tesco in, in the UK sold a million of their fake steak. It, like, it's, it's a bleeding steak. It looks, it, it, like it's a little looks creepy to look at. But like <laughs> right? it's they really sold a million of them. They're upping production. Beyond is doing this, like Beyond the Chicken. Like all of yeah. these, these products are coming out, this technology. Uh, the Just Egg, uh, just, someone was just talking to me about this the other day. I've been talking to those guys a little bit. The Just Egg is, uh, a mung bean based egg substitute that scrambles, that makes omelets, that does all of the things of uh, egg. It's so got exciting. the flavor, the texture. Yeah, yeah. Like, how fucking incredible is this, like, this moment where all these things are available? There's no more excuses. Like, totally. When I stopped eating animals a long, long time ago, it was like, like tofu and cardboard, <laughs> man, like, and salad. That's totally. all you could ever have, right? Yeah. Now you can have anything that you ever wanted. Exactly. And not have to kill anything for it, it. Even you go to the, the milk section, right? 
And it, before you might have one or two soy milks and now you have soy, rice, almond, coconut, hazelnut, hemp, oat milk. And then they've got these blends. You've got coconut almond. Oh, yeah. This and that. And the fucking yeah. coffee creamers are my favorite thing oh in the whole world. God, I'm a coffee man. addict. And man, yeah. I go through those little coffee creamers like two, two a day or like it just, it's the best. They're and that's delicious. the thing, right? Like, and, and, and actually I say this on, I think on every show, I don't know why, but in America now in the States, 50% of all milk sold are, are non-dairy now. Wow, 50%. I know, it came out in the newsfeed. I fucking, I can't, I can't get over how exciting that is. See, like this is huge, man. Yeah. They would be freaking out right now. They, shit, we've got, they've got this meat out now made from plants that's healthier, that doesn't kill any animals, that's better for the environment. Of course they'd be freaking out. Because yeah. why would people buy their product now? <laughs> totally. It, yeah. it would make no sense There's to no, buy no that. No excuse anymore. <laughs> well, that's like, we, we, we throw stuff back and forth all, all the time. And like, you know, the, one of the things Marty said just like yesterday or whatever is just, there's no more fucking reasons to kill and eat these no animals. More there's no more. You, can, yeah. you no can't more put an excuse out there. It's got the, the Beyond Meat Burger's got 20 grams of protein. It's got like it's it's all of the things so that you, you said. Yeah, yeah. You said you can't. You uh, know, I have to. Eat animals pe- for I think people freak out though. They're like, what? It's meat. Like, what is that? And you're just like, it's it's plants. You <laughs> don't worry about what this is. Have you ever thought about? What you are eating <laughs> with the actual meat, it's a corpse, man. It's, it's a fucking it's corpse. It's a murder victim. It's their, it's their ass you're How eating. How is that more normal than a plant? Yeah, a few plants blended together to make a delicious Not meat to mention, like, I always say to people, like, 70% of it on your plate isn't meat. Even you meat eaters, 70% yeah. is a vegetable on your plate. Why is it so fucking strange? Yeah, yeah. I had the funniest <laughs> thing like, happen to me, man. When I was, when I was cycling across Australia, I, stay, I was in the middle of the outback, so there was no, nothing much to eat. But um, I went to this like truck stop, and I, they had this menu, and there was not a vegan thing on there. So I just said, okay, you see that? You know, I wasn't talking, but I just I wrote it down for them. Like, you see that T-bone and veggies? I'll have that minus the T-bone. <laughs> and they brought out my plate, right? And instead of just putting a heap of veggies on there, they put the veggies on the side and there was just this big space where the oh T-bone was. They fucking like, they, this is how it actually looks. Yeah, this yeah, is how, they just didn't know what to do. So I just like, okay, well, let's just leave the veggies where we usually put them. And I just thought it was so funny that they couldn't like. They can't even conceptualize just to fill the plate up with vegetables. Yeah, yeah, it was That's it was amazing it was story. so funny, man. That's super fucking funny. But again, funny, the, you know, the thing I, I, I find <laughs> so awesome is that how far and how fast it's, it's totally. like happening, you know? It's like, huge. You know, you, you, and now the fact that you can drive down the highway and like, you know, we, you know I, 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 I've got young kids, we go on road trips, like you have to, you used to have to really plan that shit out. Like here's this meal, here's this meal, here's all the snacks and everything. And I'm still pretty picky about what I eat, but, but like you can literally just get on the highway and drive somewhere yeah. and almost anywhere now find Lots of vegan options, lots and lots of good yeah, stuff. Um, junky food, healthy food, in yeah. between food, all of the stuff. It's just, it's so, it's such an exciting moment, I think. Yeah, and it's I think time. it is, man. And, and that, I think that means we can kind of just take a pause for a second and pat ourselves on the back, us and everyone else who's forwarding this movement, because clearly what we've been working for, we're seeing the fruits of our labor now and it is happening and it, we don't need to go, what do, how do we do this? What are we gonna do? It's like, just keep doing what you're doing, everybody, because it is clearly making a massive- It's fucking working. What do we do? Just what you've been doing, yeah. more of that. Yeah. And if you can be more creative and you know, uh, get it out there more regularly, whatever, but what's being done is, is definitely yeah. working. So yeah. let's just keep that up. 
Dude, yeah, absolutely. The fucking positivity uh, that you bring to this is, is inspiring. Um, and I know I fucking, you know, I was really fucking happy, happy to have you here today. And, well, and these were great conversations. I know we'll have another fun. one. Definitely. Uh, but I, and I, you know, you, you, you said it best at the end. So I think, that's a, I think we're running out of, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> out of a, that's a good thing to leave Peace. it on. So sure. thank you so much, James. Thank you, Glenn, as always. Cheers. All right. Peace, Peace everybody. Peace.